It's a great day at Blackwell Insurance. Please be advised that this call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. Blackwell Insurance Agency, how may I direct your call? Yeah, can I speak to Lee, please? Uh, one moment, let me see if she's in. Can I tell her who's calling? Uh, yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay, one moment, please. Thank you. How are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Well, you know, I mentioned a while back I was just calling to make good on that podcast. Really, is all I'm doing. Oh, oh gosh! I, you know, you're in my earbuds at least two to three times a week because I'm I'm backed up on podcasts, and so I'm always trying to play catch up. And you've got such amazing people on there. I just don't know what I. Oh, can, you can, can we just can we just like stop that like right now? Like this is crazy. <laughs> Um, what do you want me to talk about? Any, um, I'd be, I mean, honestly, I'd be happy to do it. You guys have, I mean, your podcasts have taught my, me and my agency and my staff and everybody else, my team so much. In fact, we do podcast powwows every Wednesday and, um, everybody gets to pick a podcast and then we all listen to it sometime during the week and we all get together and it's kind of like a pseudo book club, but we do it. And so every once in a while, I'll throw in an insurance related one. And, you know, they'll do any, you know, everybody, anybody can pick any topic, anything they want us to listen to. We listen to it and then we all bring our lunch in the, in the conference room and sit and chat about, uh, you know, the podcast and just stuff. And uh, so I always throw in an insurance one every once in a while, but we're total podcast, podcast junkies, but I just don't know what you, you know, I'd be happy to do it for sure. I just don't know what you really want me to talk about. <laughs> well, one, <clears throat> you've already just completely blown it out of the water because that's amazing. Uh, that's like the coolest thing. I wish I had people that came to my house so I could do that because that sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, um, let me just ask this question. You've been in insurance like most of your, your entire life. Like you come from a family agency, right? Well, that's true, but I did not. Um, I went out and worked. A, I worked in the corporate world. I started another business, and then my my actually my story is that my sister was slated to take over the family business, and she got sick, and she ended up passing away in 2016. Yeah. And 2012. I mean, she was she had left the agency. My mom had was still it was still there. They were going to be doing the transition, but then she got sick, and so my mom stayed on, and they weren't really sure what they didn't really have a succession plan. My brother in law was still here but he was really well-versed on the commercial side of things and was not really like an agency management type of guy. He was a producer 100% and wanted to just go sell on the commercial side. And so they looked at me in 2011 and said, hey, you know, what do you think? And I had always had my license and I'd I'd come in and out of the business a little bit through some of the transitions of, uh, you know, going through different things um, over the years, but I never really thought I'd be back here. But I, of course, I stepped in and I bought the agency in 2012. I bought the purse line side. So my brother-in-law took the commercial because he had a niche and he ran it under a, uh, he got an offer from a, from another um, agency that had a lot more markets for him and uh, with his niche and everything else. So that worked out really well for him. He, all he wanted to do was go sell and have a team to service. And that's exactly what he got. And uh, so I took over the purse lines, the office, the staff, you know, everything and by myself in 2012. And I've been trying to learn anything and everything I can since then. And uh, here we are today. And you know, I love the industry and I've come full circle because I started off in the teaching field. So 
uh, and then I went into the corporate world and then entrepreneurial uh, ship, I should say, and then right back in here in the family business. So I have, I, I, I do not have a huge, you know, uh, decades and decades of experience for sure. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm just making baby steps right now, but you know, I'm well, crawling. I mean, anybody that grew up with, you know, insurance talk around the kitchen table kind of knows the game, right? A little bit. Like it's just a hundred percent. Yes, it is. So then my first job was in the, was in the, uh, file room, you know, filing everything into the, into the files. And yes, for sure. I definitely my, I mean, I got my license when I was 21 cause my grandmother said, your family's in the insurance business. You need to go pass your test and get your license. I said, okay. You know, so I did, I, you know, but, um, you always yes, listen to grandma. Definitely. You always listen to grandma. Yes. She knows, what's, she knows <laughs> sure. what's going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you, you know, th- that's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty crazy story, first of all. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, um, I think one, you know, a lot of people do undersell the things that they do, they do know, or at least the unique way in which they approach it. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's true. So that's, that's always, that's always something I find <laughs> to be uh, a very common thing is that, you know, you know, there's this assumption that the the way that you do it isn't unique or special or whatever, but it actually is. And and I, it sounds like you know just the just the cohesiveness and the culture in your agency is probably you know much different than most most out there, and in a refreshing way. I pre- I appreciate that. I'm I do my best, um, you know, to build a a solid team and to I don't know. I guess I've just been on the team member side you know, for a lot of my career, because I worked for other people. Um, so when I flipped to the owner leader side, um, I just, I really just try to build, you know, a culture of where I would want, you know, what, what would I want it to be if I was on that other side of the equation. And so that's kind of what I've done. And I'm, like I said, it's hit or miss, you know, everything I do is like, I always tell everybody, look, I'm willing to try anything. Um, you know, I usually give it 90 days, let's reassess and see, see what, what works, what doesn't, what, you know, what's good, what's not so good and, you know, learn and move on and move in different directions. And cause man, this, this industry is changing at the, you know, every time I turn around, I feel like I'm six months behind everybody, but what was your last 90 day thing? My last 90-day thing was, oh gosh, let's see, we, uh, well, I'll tell you, we dipped our toe into Facebook ads. This is why I say I feel like I'm behind everybody, but I know that's been like this huge thing going on. Well, um, I spent six months just completely redoing all of our automation, working with people that are much smarter than me, but telling them like that I wanted to learn how to do it all. So I've spent this time investing in my, our automation. And now that we've, we had everything ready to go, I said, all right, let's turn on, let's start to generate some more leads, put them through our automation, see what works, see what doesn't. So that piece has been huge. That's like a little more than 90 days. We've been doing this for about six months, trial and error. And that has been a game changer for my agency. Like our revenue is just continuously increasing month after month because I have some really dedicated people on my team that are like, look, if you get the tools, we want to use them. We want to see how it works. And if it makes our life easier and our sales increase, we're, you know, let's do it. So, you know, I feel like I'm behind in a lot of ways, but then I talk to other people and I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm a few steps ahead of other people too. So I'm somewhere in the midst, but I just had to figure out what was good for my agency. Um, because the other thing is, is that all these other people that are doing these 
crazy lead gen and all the automation, you know, I'm a family agency. So I, I want that personal touch. I want it to be our personality. I want it to be our messaging, our branding, things like that, that is true to ourselves and who we are. And we're really just trying to reach generations one family at a time. That's kind of our, our tag because I am the third generation and I'm trying to keep the legacy alive. And I want people to understand that when you become a client of ours, you're more, you know, like we think of you as family and that sort of thing. So, you know, that, that just getting in as many leads as you can and just, you know, hitting them all and being kind of that call center is not really where we want to be, but we'd like to grow our sales. And of course we grow them through our referral programs and things like this, but we just sort of turned on the spigot, so to speak, but just slightly and the leads are starting to come in and my producers are really, really seeing some, uh, some growth with, with that segment. So you know, we're tweaking some things, we're learning a lot, you know, we're seeing what's working and what's not. Um, so it's just been, it's the last six months have been huge. Well, do you want to feel like a lot better about yourself, like in about five seconds? <laughs> well, sure. Well, I mean, so I just, I don't know if you noticed, but I mean, you said two things. You said uh, automation, we're doing it and we've been dedicating it to it, to, we've been dedicating the agency to it. And two, this is where people will start to throw maybe mildly hard objects at you is that you have people willing that are raising their hand saying, I want to learn this. I want to use it. Give me these tools now, please. Yeah. It's, I will tell you that has been the key. I hired a, a new producer in November of last year and he is somebody who he came from the all state um, and triple a world and they had some uh, kind of a, obviously some, uh, a CRM on the, in the all state world, you know, obviously triple a was a, definitely a call center type. If you didn't sell it on the first one, you were out. I mean, you know, they'd call back and they'd get somebody else. So um, on the Allstate side, they had a, 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 a some automation um, and, but it was, uh, it, it was very cut, a cutthroat agency. So he wasn't really feeling it there. So he really wanted to find um, a good culture fit. So when he came in and I said, this is what I'm working on. And literally like he came in as I was just starting down this journey. And I said, if you want to go through this journey with me and you are patient and, and you are flexible, um, you know, welcome aboard. And he was all in and he was like, absolutely. And he has been by far um, through this transition. It has literally um, taken him from obviously like, you know, just jumping on board to um, hitting, you know, record numbers for him and our agencies. So, you know, it's finding the right people and, casting the vision and what you want what you want to do and the one thing that always I'll tell you one of the the biggest obstacles I have sometimes when I'm growing my team and looking for new team members is feeling like I have to have everything ready to go like here's the binder sit down we've got it all hammered out for you here you go and I found that I find my best people when I say look we're we're changing we're evolving we're going through some things can you you know if you're if you're good with that, come on board and, and, and go through this journey with us. I mean, honestly, it's the way I find the best people. So, um, it's a, that was a big learning for me. Cause I always felt like I had to have, you know, this, you know, whole thing figured out before bringing people on board to, you know, to, to follow the, the steps that I lay out, but really having people willing to take the take the chance just like I am. I mean, it, it's been a game changer, like I said, uh, for my agency. So it's been really great. I've had a great, phenomenal 2019, I can tell you. 
looking I mean, pretty good. I mean, when do you ever have it all figured out, really, right? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I've been doing this since uh, seven years. Uh, I just had, you know, I, I just passed seven years doing it on my own, and never. I don't think I ever will. There's always something to learn, and there's always something that you can change or be better at. And with, like I said, the industry changing the way it is, you know, trying to meet people where they are and um, all that kind of stuff. I don't think we'll ever have it a hundred percent figured out. <laughs> but you know, some people make it look a lot more easy, you know, than than I think it really is. This but, can you know, be they, deceivingly, you know. I don't for know, sure. I don't know that we need to believe all that. No, I'm curious. I gotta, I gotta ask this. What is the, um, what's the automation like? What's the one thing in the automation game that that started to kind of trigger that downhill momentum or whatever? So, I think for me. You know, I I bought into automation a couple of years ago, and I actually hired a, um, somebody to set it all up for me. So for me, I think the big switch is I said, you know what, I need to know this. I need to put people in place and delegate the things I was doing, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm picking up calls and doing servicing and, you know, doing sales and, you know, backing up everybody. But I need to put people in place that could take all that so I could really dig in and learn how to set up campaigns, how, um, and then to watch all the data that I get out of it. Where are people responding to us um, the most? So this time around, we added in, which, you know, I mean, I didn't have this the first go around, but now adding in things like um, automated, uh, you know, ringless voicemails and text messaging and taking and taking what we're doing currently and saying, what could we automate and have this thing work in the background while my team and my, you know, are doing the proactive outbound calls to either our current clients or prospects where, where we need them to, and then what could be automated in the background. And through that automation and using a dialer, we use a dialer for that, um, has really changed the way that I see things and the way my team is seeing things and realizing that um, it's not necessarily impersonal. It's just, it's letting our folks know that instead of having my, my service team call out on every claim when a claim downloads, obviously that's, our claim system has changed dramatically since we brought in automation. And that's on the service side, but we, where we used to do, where we used to call out a couple of times during the claims process, when it, when a claim initially gets, we get notified of a claim. Now an automatic text message goes out with their, with their adjuster's name and contact information. Um, and then, a, and then a ringless voicemail goes out basically saying, Hey, we understand You know, you just filed a claim. You know, we hope everybody is okay. You know, everything's okay, but if you need us, feel free to give us a call. So they're getting that without actually taxing my team to do that. But then there's also a physical call that happens a couple of weeks later into it to say, how's everything going? And then it's, it's physically a call from my team. But those first two steps is what they were doing manually and then adding that third step. So we, we automated two of the three steps and now our clients still feel that we're you know, that connection, that, that connection to us. And then also they're, they're literally getting, you know, when they call, if they have an issue, they call back in, they're speaking to a live person. And we're also making that physical call out so that if we can reach them, we can have that conversation. Um, so that has really helped on the service side. On the sales side, really just getting those extra, extra pieces of automation plus me learning, like I learned how to do you know, set all this stuff up. So I'm taking that, what I've learned, and then I'm adding more and more campaigns and sequences in my automation, you know, based on what were our current 
processes and procedures, saying, let me look at what we're currently doing and what can I automate? And then I can't, I, I, it's hard to pinpoint like the one thing that's been the, the, the game changer. I mean, just the fact that we've completely are all in on automation and using the dialer is that's that that together has been the the big piece everybody's buy-in in my in my agency has been I, I, I that would be it if I had to say you know getting your team to buy in on it is probably one of the hardest things I'm sure for a lot of agencies I was just very lucky because I have a great team that embraced it and said absolutely let's do it I tell you one thing I'm I'm just really glad that you're not doing anything worth talking about because that would have made things <laughs> a lot better uh, no well i mean I, so <clears throat> i think that i mean that right there is just on like you said just alone on what it allows you guys to do the high the much higher level stuff versus the stuff that can just kind of hum along in the background i mean mm-hmm. i, I pro- you probably can't even really fully articulate like the level of freedom that it's allowed you to operate from i would imagine right It it is it's it's hard to quantify that or like you said articulate it in a specific way but you can just see like on my we we started with the sales side we wanted to get that up and running and tweak it and the content and you know all of that we wanted that totally solid and then as I started learning more and more what the systems could do for me that's when I said all right let's start looking at our renewal process let's look at our claims process let's look at the commercial side, even we have a, we have a small commercial um, side of our business. We're mainly um, purse lines, but our small commercial. We started building out automation for um, the renewal process because we we have it all out there, and you know it just it feels good knowing that we have we can use it in all facets of our of our agency for for different things. So, you know, it's just been it's like I said, it's just been a game changer. It's kind of been. We, even though we've had it for several years, um, we had it sitting, kind of just doing its thing on the back end and um, on, and only for sales. And now it's so much more robust with so many different levels that um, and layers that um, it's just been, it, it really is, is pretty cool. <laughs> but I, I didn't do it all myself. I definitely reached out to the people that are much more smarter than me. And I, I, I hired a consultant and he just, he really revolutionized the way that I do things around here now. So, well, but that's where, that's where it falls apart. I think is if you do try to do it all yourself, right? That's when you get, that's when it just kind of breaks down because it, it overheats. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, just, I really commend those, those um, agency principals that get out there and they'll take something and they will like really get in there and, and learn it themselves and be super good at it. And then, but they can do that for all the area. I mean, they're really, it's fascinating to me when I, especially when I, when I um, talk with other agency owners and things like that, that they are so, they're doing it, they're out there learning it and they're, they want to understand it and all of that. And I always thought it was so overwhelming. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to hire somebody to do, to do that and outsource this and out, you know, and, and that sort of thing, because I just don't have the quote unquote bandwidth right now when I'm running the agency. But what I learned is that if it's something that's really important, that's going to change the way we do business and change um, the way my business grows, I have to sit, I have to get in there and learn and do the work and do and put the time in. And um, I did, I mean, I, I really did. And it's, and I, and the payout has just been amazing. May was our, our best month I've had in, since, two, since I bought the agency in 2012, May of 2019. So 
I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a great store. It's, it's, you know, I, I'm super excited for the, for the future. And it's a, you know, I feel like, you know, it, it, that's the thing that we all, you know, want, right. You work really hard. You do, you put in the work and then you, you know, actually see the result of your labor and it's amazing. So it, May was pretty killer. So I got to ask now, what's the next 90 days? <laughs> so our next 90 days is getting on. Well, we're actually, um, now that our growth is, um, is where it's at, we are looking at, uh, you know, we've got the basics on the service side, but we really do what I'm, what I'm looking for is to bring on a, I know everybody kind of throws around the word retention specialist or, you know, client um, relationship manager and things like that. But that's really what I want to look for. I have a great service team, but they are uh, working really hard at all of the um, like changes and, and writing new business for our current clients. And But we're growing at a rapid speed. We need some more help. And you would think automation would, would like you said, free you up to be able to do other things. And it is. It's definitely helped. But that automation has also brought in a ton more new business. So on, on the flip side, we need another human in here to do the human element side of things, the call outs, the renew, like reviewing policies at the renewal. Um, we're just getting like way over capacity. So in the next 90 days, I plan on hiring another service, uh, a human in here to, to help us out with all that and start developing what that really looks like. Because my the way that I've always thought of things um, one thing that sets us apart is I'm always looking for ways to connect to our clients outside of the insurance transaction. So they call in, they pay their bill and we, we have, we have this little transaction and then they call in for a claim or we call them because we need more inf- missing information or we need a updated grades or whatever the case may be. So we're making call outs, but we're always looking for that opportunity. So when my staff finds out that somebody's just had surgery, you know, we want to send them a gift. When we when we have somebody who buys a new home, 90 days after they close, we send them a, a gift. Um, we're trying to find out find ways to connect to our clients outside of the insurance transaction um, to build those relationships. And so I have a million ideas in my brain, and I really want somebody to be there to kind of help me facilitate those. And so that kind of retention specialist, helping people on the service side keep keep these relationships alive and um, and keeping our, you know, what we want to do and to wow our clients and things like that. I'm always looking for new and ingenious ways to, you know, try to figure these things out and how can we connect with our clients outside of insurance, you know. So I want to bring somebody in that can help me, um, con- you know, continue on the relationships we've already built and how do we, we build on them in a better, you know, way. I, uh, I've got the title That's, for that, for that new employee in case you're Oh, wondering. I would love that. Uh, it's just, yes. it's uh, just thoughtful human being. I think that's just really all it needs to be. I, I love it. <laughs> uh, I know I, well, and I keep telling everybody, I don't know how to put it into words what I want, but I would just want somebody to love on my clients like I do. And yeah. I just need somebody, you know, um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well. So that's I think, and that's one of the first. That's the I think the first time we ever had the opportunity to meet was um, at, at um, IOA twenty eighteen in Phoenix, and mm-hmm. that was kind of part of the what you had what you were talking about at the event was, you know, just the the level of thought and just kind of how your agency sends that stuff out into the world and, and just remembers to be a thoughtful human being to their their clients. 
there are people, I might be one of them that struggles with those uh, actions. Like if you, how do you, how do you balance that? Cause that's something I feel like, is that something that you're just naturally wired to? It's like, that's the first place your brain goes. Um, and if so, how do you, are you just looking ways to mag to kind of magnify that or is it maybe, am I just maybe assuming wrong that that's not the first place your brain goes? You know, I don't know. I always just feel like we're in the, we're in the relationship build, you know, business as well as like the educational business. And so for me and my background, I've always just thought of, um, just in the different roles I've had in, in over my life, it's just been sort of kind of ingrained in me to look for opportunities of, to do kind of cool things for people in a different way to, um, and it's not necessarily to get a response. It's just like, I guess, gosh, how to, how to put it together. Um, I, I had a position when I was in the corporate world, I was doing employee programs. So my job was like, kind of like the fun committee. So I planned the, um, the company picnic and I did the, um, the annual ski trip and the, um, I managed the, um, you know, take your child to work day. I, I was like, an, I did all the events for all the employees, but I always found ways to that. W- I, I, I use my creative side to figure out ways to recognize anniversaries and different things just for the internal organization. And it was a, it was a fortune 500 company with about a thousand people at the corporate level. And so it was, it, I really, that taught me so much about and watching people's reactions and doing some really cool, fun things that wasn't our daily grind, so to speak, that I think taught me that human element of like, oh my gosh, it's so cool when you can surprise somebody or you do something fun or, you know, and they really enjoy it. And, you know, with work and with like our insurance and the way that this, like I said, this insurance transaction that we have, we just want to take it to a different level. They may have been with another agency or another uh, company that never in a million years would send them a Thanksgiving card, you know, or, um, you know, remember that they were with us for five years and send a five-year anniversary, you know, box of cookies or, you know, that sort of thing. And so we just want them to know that we're different and that we do think of them as, as family and what do we want to do. And so to answer your question, I think partially it's been part of me for a long, long time. And partially it's been my experience through all of the different hats I've worn in my, um, you know, in my, you know, through my careers and things like that. And that culminated back here to where I want to serve others and where I want to, you know, build these relationships. And I, I just want, I just want to, I just want to give them something to, fun to remember, you know, because insurance, I always tell my team, we're just, we're not selling Disneyland tickets. People are not always happy to call us or, you know, this is not um, the funnest thing on their to-do list. And so how do we at least let them think about us and our agency when we, when they call or they have an issue a little bit in a, in a lighter note or a, a better, a better way. So, you know, we just try to figure out how to, how to, make that happen in different ways. And we seek out those, those ways to do it. So if I know, it, I know some people, I, I've talked with people before that say, you know, I just don't think about that kind of stuff. It's just not something I'm, you know, I, I it's not, it doesn't come to me naturally. Um, so I would just say, if you really want to start to do something like this, just start small handwritten cards or, you know, just again, just something thoughtful 
that they wouldn't expect. And that's really the two elements we always look for is something thoughtful and something they just would not expect to come from our agency. So that's kind of how we build on that. And I'm just looking for somebody to help me continue that mission. And as we're growing, I need somebody else to kind of help me with that. So. Well, I, you kind of answered my. I was curious. I, want, I was going to say, have you dabbled with outsourcing any of just kind of like that basic functionality of, like you said, like the renewal specialist, right? Of hey, prepare these quotes, you know, X days in advance for per X percentage of, in-, you know, like that sort of mechanic of it all. Have you have you dabbled well, with that? But it sounds like this person needs we, to be much higher level than you know, a little bit more nuanced and right. identifying those so, special opportunities. Currently, we have um, we have our AVA, um, and so they are. And RVA is um, on is doing renewal shopping based on certain criteria. So our account manager now is, you know, has worked out like kind of a criteria. You know, if if there's been an upgrade or tickets have dropped off or things like that, they have a um, criteria that they will go and shop it, um, so that when they call out to do the reviews and a little, again, and this is a little bit of our automation as well. We've added the renewal sequence, basically trying to get folks to, um, set up review meetings with, through our Calendly. And, um, so that she can, you know, our account managers can be well prepared for that call by having, if there's any other options available or to at least know that, look, we've looked and this is your best option, but here we might want to tweak some things. And, um, but based on their conversation, we do a little of that, but also like, you know, when things get busy as they are, you know, by, by adding all of the, you know, we've been adding more and more um, policies um, per month um, that they are, you know, things get, the little things get, glossed over like we don't you know um you know we try to call it on birthdays but we might miss a day or two because uh we're um, putting out fires with claims or we're doing some other things but if i had somebody that was like look you were going to be proactively calling out on claims you're going to be proactively calling out um, on birthdays and and any of the other uh you know doing the reviews doing all that kind of stuff the proactive stuff. Um, I have a team that's phenomenal at reaction, reactive stuff. They, they process all the stuff really, really well. And that is the piece that sometimes get, gets missed because we're, we're reacting to things. So um, even though in a perfect world, we'd like everybody to be proactive and reactive, it just, you know, right now when we're so busy, and I hate the word busy because everybody uses it, but we just have, I mean, it, the truth of the matter is, is that my agency is doing exactly what I wanted it to do when I set out back no, back in November. Um, you know, when I said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm literally going to spend, you know, all of my energy on building this out and making this thing work." It's now here. You know, the fruits of the labor are here, and now we need to figure out, you know, figure out the ways in which um, we're going to work best. And basically, bringing somebody on to manage to help me manage that you know, that side of it is going to be monumental to, because we can bring in all the, all the policies we want. It's, you know, but it, it means nothing if things are going out the back door. And that's why, why I want to make sure that my service team is well equipped to handle everything. And then also to, to do that proactive work as well. So uh, to answer your question, yes, I have outsourced a little bit of it, meaning that I've got a VA that's doing that, um, doing all the, I mean, doing all the quoting, putting it in the radar, looking at all of that, and then giving it back to the account managers to review and see if there's options, you know, on that side of things. There's also a lot of automation on the, like the, you know, 
sending out gifts and things like that. I know a lot of people use automation for sending out brownies and um, gift cards and things like that. There's a lot of, of stuff that's out there. We haven't plugged that in yet, personally, um, yet. Um, that's something that we could be working on. But right now, I just want to make sure that we are um, that everything's working on all cylinders. Because right now, I'm just kind of tweaking everything. We're we're taking in a lot of data from from all the the stuff that we've set up, and then I'm just tweaking things along you know along the way. So I mean, you don't really want to send a brownie to a diabetic, really. I think is the biggest hazard that could happen. A hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. So we, um, yeah. And I mean, we want to, we definitely want to have that hands-on stuff. I mean, we talk to our clients, I mean, our longest, I, I, you know, our longest tenured client has been with us uh, still to this day, uh, 47 years. And so we do, we, you know, we want to celebrate all these anniversary, these milestones of people with us that have been with our agency for decades. And so we're finding different ways to do it. But yes, in talking with them, I want to have a hand and I want somebody to say, oh, you know, we know the Browns and they are, um, you know, they love to golf. They're retirees and they love to golf. Great. Let's send them something that that is related to them, not about us, not about our agency, something that is meaningful to them. Um, and we don't always get that from people. You know, we don't. it's not every client that we have all their details and, and know all their hobbies and interests. But the ones that we do, that's the ones we want to make sure that we're capturing that and and you know, and saying thanks in a way that, that is meaningful to, you know, to them. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait when we can talk when you have the entire uh, mapping of all of your clients' food allergies. That's going to be a fun day. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, yeah, that, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? You know, data is amazing. You know, if we could get the data, I would love it. And, uh, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure I can convince my service team to ask uh, every single one of them about their their food allergies. But you know, just, you give know. A, just give them a list of their addresses and say, "Hey, listen, the garbage day in these communities are on this day. Go pick through the trash. Let's see what we get, and uh, we'll we'll create a profile. Let's do it. I think this sure. is the level of dedication we need to have for our clients. Anyways, um, so I want to go back. I don't. I, I feel like I want to. I'm, I'm overstating this a little bit, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I could be wrong, which is very possible. Um, a lot of what's kind of driven this kind of smooth sailing acceptance of you know where you want things to go. I, I'm going back to the podcast thing, right? The the fact that you guys get together and um, and you share the the things that make you learn the best or like that re- resonate with you, and then kind of cross reference. I've always found mm-hmm. that you know like the way what you took away from a thing was way different than what somebody else took away from that thing, and then I'm I'm assuming you've gained probably maybe knowingly or unknowingly valuable insight into your team and how they learn and the things that resonate with them. And, and that's kind of built community. Am I overstating that? And what's, what are some podcasts that we should be listening to that we're not? No, I, I, I think you've hit the, the nail on the head. Um, one of the most interesting things is when, you know, cause what we do is um, it's weekly and we rotate and we have an order of how it goes. So this week, if it's mine, I'm sending out, um, uh, the podcast link in our Slack channel and everybody has a, a week to listen to it. And then next week we'll, we'll get together. Um, and then it rotates to the next person. So it's not just me putting out the, Hey, this is what we've got. You know, everyone listen to this. It's, it's everybody comes to the table with a podcast and it is so incredibly interesting. When I first started it, I really think everybody believed that it had to be something that was, <laughs> 
It's really yeah. kind of funny yeah. because they all thought it had to. Be, I mean, I, I don't know. And Harvard you know, Business um, Review stuff, you know, like right just, or um, like um, how to declutter your life, and you know, something like very thought provoking and, and and make a change. And finally, one day, I, I it was my turn again, and I sent one on it because my podcast lists are. Uh, insurance related. They are, um, I also, um, I'm a Christian and I like um, faith-based podcasts as well. So I listen to some Daily Hope ones and things like that. And then also I'm a huge fan of like cold case, you know, files and um, real life murder mysteries. And I'm just, I can eat that stuff up. It's just great. I love that stuff. So um, that's kind of like what's in, in my, you know, when you look at mine, um, my list of my, my, uh, subscriptions on, on, uh, my podcast. But so one day when it was getting, everything was kind of getting like, um, everybody gone around and it was all like very, you know, self-helpish and how can we do that? You know, and all this and how can we become better, which is amazing. I love that. I mean, I love that my, my team is always looking to improve themselves. Right. I mean, who doesn't love that? But then all of a sudden I snuck one in and I was like, Hey everybody, this is my podcast this week. And it literally was like this. It was like a six, six episode series on a real true crime that happened here in Orange County where we're from. And it, they were making a, uh, and it was a, I don't know. A, it was an L, a Los Angeles times writer that did the podcast. So it was super intense. And so they all listened to the first one that, that first week we came back, everyone was like, Oh my goodness, it's insane. And hearing all the different takes on all of it, it was really, it opened my, my eyes up to saying, and, and opened my team up to say, hey, we can throw anything we want into this group. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to just be, how do we get better at this or this yeah. or this? So it that really changed the tra- trajectory of our podcast uh, powwow meetings. And, uh, and then we got things like um, just some really interesting, different takes on it because um, we have, I have millennials in here and I have somebody that's you know a little bit older and just all generations in here. Um, we, it's not like I have a huge team. There's five of us, but literally we, we pretty much cover all the bases. Um, so it, it really does give me some insight into my team and also the way I listen to it and the things I gleaned out of a podcast and then to hear them, I'm like, were we listening to the same podcast or exactly. is this just your take? Exactly. I mean, it really is amazing yeah. and interesting to hear how everyone else listens to it and, and the, the something that they gained out of it, you know, that you, that maybe I glossed over. I mean, it's just really, it's been an, it's been a really cool thing and the team loves it. And we, um, and it kind of brings us together in different ways outside of the quote unquote workspace. But I, you know, every, you know, the, they definitely know that I will throw in a <laughs> an insurance podcast here and there. So it's been, uh, you know, which has been cool. And as far as anything like uh, that somebody has to listen to, I don't know. If they if anybody loves like the true crime stuff, I got super sucked into Serial a couple of years ago, which was kind of went, um, uh, everybody was kind of uh, talking about Serial. And now they've got um, some really cool ones. Wondry is a company that puts out these different series on um, podcasts, and I have not had a bad, I have not heard a bad podcast from them. If anybody's just interested in just like some cool, true crime, true stuff, they have um, one on business wars, and so every season they take two, uh, like Blockbuster versus Netflix, and they took the, um, now I'm listening to one on, um, uh, the beer rivals. Um, 
So um, it, it's just interesting stuff um, and just about business and stuff. So it's called Business Wars. And But on the insurance side, I listen to all. I listen to them all. Um, insurance guys, I listen to you guys. I listen to, um, I just got into some automation ones, um, some new ones that, that are going on with automation. Um, the APP team, the Sitkins group, um, Gosh, I'm probably a Grant. Just Grant Botma just started a new um, podcast series. I, I subscribe to his. I don't know. The list goes on. I have a. I have a ton that I listen to. I probably. I probably gave way too many. Sorry. There's no such <laughs> thing. Well, so the other thing too, I think that's really cool about this is there's there's also the um, the relief of talking about something that you've kind of kept. Like it feels like it's your. You don't talk about these types of mediums yet the way that you do like America's got talent. And there's something refreshing about that. Like this admittance of like, Hey, we all do these things too, even though you kind of feel like it's this own little secret of yours. Right. Right. I don't know. Uh, so I got, no, I, I, so I got to ask, and this is why I'm going to take it selfishly. So we talked about podcasts, but is there, is, is, does the league go down the YouTube rabbit hole and where do you go on YouTube? Is there any, some YouTube recommendations that you have, or is that not a place that you hang out enough? So seriously, right now with a two-year-old, Blippy is all over oh, my no. YouTube. Oh, if no. you, yeah, I know what you're talking Ugh. about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know if anybody else knows, but he is obsessed with Blippy, and so literally, if you went to my search bar in YouTube, that's pretty <laughs> much what you get. Um, I personally, for me, I have so many different things as far as mediums. Like, I have podcasts, and then I have Audible books, and my and they're both just stacking up. Um, I I listen to them in the commute on the car, um, and whenever I can get a few minutes, like uh, when I'm cleaning the ho- the house or when my son goes to sleep, things like that. I'll I'll that's my I I haven't. I have to, I hate to say it because I'm I've been a reader my whole life, but I haven't really physically cracked a book in a long time. Um, no judgment. I really. just get sucked. I know I just get sucked into my podcast and I just love it. And um, so really, that has been what I've just been you know gobbling up um, for forever. So YouTube is not something that I'm I'm just. But I know there's so many amazing things. I keep, I keep trying to subscribe to stuff and thinking that I'll get on there and start um, start down that path. But I'm kind of I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about it because I've I I've gone down the podcast rabbit hole and the Audible stuff and all that other stuff. I'm just I'm afraid to to add one more layer in because I don't know if I I have the band. I I just don't know. And for me, it's crazy because. I'm a little OCD on the fact that on my podcast list, I have to listen to the the oldest and then I have to, you know, mm. like, like, and I, like I listened to them all in order. They're, to, so they're, they're, you know, my next one might be, um, agency nation. And then the next one could be a Wondery podcast. And the next one could be uh, live inspired by John O'Leary. And the next one could be, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, 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 I never listened to them all, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of OCD about that. That's what I do. But I'm afraid if I started on YouTube, I'd be, I, I don't know what I, when I ever sleep. <laughs> That's a real thing. I may or may not have, uh, you know, gone down a reaction video rabbit hole to like two in the morning one time, just cause you just keep listening. <laughs> it's like, Oh, this is a great song. I want to hear what they say about this. Oh, this is another one. And it's, and it's, it's real. It happens from time to time, but all right, finally, I'll let you off the hook. I'm just curious. I got to, I got to take the temperature. I want to know how far it stops and starts. And I was looking for us to share that moment. And we unfortunately didn't get there, but um, I won't think any less of you. Um, so I, I have to know this. This is this is one thing. Like, so we've talked about a bunch of stuff. We talked about you know the next ninety days. Like, but where's the one place that you know if again you said your agency is exactly where you wanted to be right now? What's the next place that you've kind of had in mind that it, it, you wanted to be down the road? Well, what I'd like to do because we've, 
I mean, what my goal really is over the next three to five years is to take what I'm doing now, obviously, um, and things change constantly. So adjusting for changes, but growing it, getting a real, um, a full sales team um, now that we have the tools and resources, um, I feel like I can a- attract um, really good producers to come in and um, because I have now I have really good lead sources, I have automation, I have all the tools and resources they need to hit numbers that they realistically want to hit. Um, and, and we have, um, you know, we, we can show them exactly how it's done now, which I have, I, I really honestly did not have prior to, going through and doing this project of, of revamping all of this. So that is kind of what I'm looking at is getting right now, now that we've done the work and we're seeing, seeing all the results. Now what I want to do is um, get the game plan to bring on the next, the next level. And that, you know, that was really what we, and, you know, and I really want to just be able to, my role be one of, bringing in the leads, being that community liaison, um, working with our referral partners, um, and also working on any lead gen stuff. Because, you know, I don't put any all of my eggs in any one basket. I want to use all of the methods to bring new business in. So if, if I'm doing that, if I'm focusing on that, um, and then, you know, having my team really focus on what they're really good at, you know, I just don't don't see anything stopping us. So I don't, I think that was very kind of vague-ish um, and not super pinpointy of, of your question of really where we want to take the next step, but really in all honesty, um, bringing in that next layer of, of producers and then, and then building the, the, the team to support those producers is really where I see my agency growing and going. And then, you know, just, just continue, continue to, you know, love on people and be who we are and be in the community and, you know, and just continue to grow and evolve as a team.